Welcome to the Struggling Pastors Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life with Israel Gomez and Tian Doan. Here with uh, Israel. Um, how you doing, Israel? Um, I'm I'm doing good, man. I've just been uh, working really hard today, and uh, man, I actually had such a great hang hung out with another X29 brother down in Carlsbad, David Fandy, and uh, just such a good dude guy who's 16 years ahead of me in his ministry and just to be able to hang and ask questions about the steps that I'm not at yet with our church was just awesome. So, but I'm, but I'm doing a, didn't they move into a new building or something like that? Um, well, I did, I did see their building and I don't know how new it is. I, he told me a bit of a journey. It looked, it, it looked amazing and man, it's a, it was a road. It was a quite a journey into it, but it, it was phenomenal, just the simplicity and the beauty and how they utilize space. It was so cool. Yeah, man. Uh, just... Pastor Envy, did you have a Pastor Envy? <laughs> you know, it's funny. When we were walking around, I was like, dude, don't worry. I won't have that. <laughs> no, no. I'm actually, I I, uh, I feel satisfied. I'm excited about what the Lord has given me. I really am, man. I'm excited because I'm, we're in a different stage. We're building. Our stuff is not as clean and neat and as simple and beautiful yet but but we'll you know we'll get there so we're just uh in a different part of the stage and, but hearing their story i i really heard i mean the amount of work and for their people their people had to do a lot of work to make it all happen so just anyway so no yeah yeah it makes me sound tired it makes me tired just thinking about it <laughs> yeah 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 man how you doing man uh, doing great. Doing great. I, I had, um, this really cool, uh, thing, uh, yesterday we, we went out and we, we, um, with, uh, some friends, uh, they live in this apartment complex. Um, and we, we went out there just to, to try to meet people and share the gospel a little bit, but, uh, it's really cool in that, uh, we're, 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 we're in this community. Um, I don't actually know exactly why, because we're right outside of little Saigon, uh, and, but this community, this one apartment complex has been like the biggest concentration of, uh, Muslim, uh, refugees from all, all over. So, and it's, it's partly because, uh, this apartment complex, um, has very low, uh, like, you know, they like, like you don't need a credit check. You don't, you know, you could do month to month. And so it's, but it's a, it's a decent area. Um, and so the, I don't know, the Muslim community has kind of mm. found them and we met all these people that, that our friends are trying to build relationships with. And there's this one family, um, just came over like two weeks ago from Afghanistan. Uh, mm. and they knew, they knew English pretty well because he, he worked, um, as a translator, the dad did, but, uh, just sharing, uh, the story and we got to share the gospel with, uh, with, um, the oldest son who was sitting with us and, and, uh, it was just a beautiful thing. Uh, mm. uh, it felt, you know, it was really neat. And just being a part of this, um, I mean, it's seven tenths of a mile from where our church meets. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't realize that this community was there mm. and, um, people are just so open, you know, um, uh, just because they're, they're in a new land, they're trying to figure out life and yeah. So, so it was really neat just to be able to meet, um, meet some new immigrants who just, uh, landed in the country, had a chance to share the gospel with them. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out what our church is going to do, you know, since they're right in our community. Um, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, they're our neighbors. And um, well, I'm neighbors, actually, I talked to my neighbors. wife. We, we, we right. have an extra car uh, that we were saving for my, my son, but he's not going to need it. So uh, someone actually donated it to, to us anyways. Yeah. And we're, we're thinking about fixing it up and, and donating it to this, uh, uh, Muslim family, um, mm-hmm. uh, who just came into the country and, you know, maybe it'll be a, a opportunity. They got a big family and the, you know, they don't have a car and he's looking for work, things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, um, yeah. Uh, be praying and see what that does. See yeah. what God does with that. So it's hey, a great dude, opportunity. Yeah, it, that is. And look, I'll tell you, it's fresh in my mind. We're, we're doing an event uh, with the city. It's Day of Music, and we're going to be doing that tomorrow night. But that being said, I, I had the opportunity to just walk around the, the the community in our neighborhood where our church is. And I'll tell you what, like I haven't done that in a while like that. When you walk around the community where your church is meeting, you just get a new sense of what's going on. I mean, I, I, it was just really interesting. It intrigued me. And anyway, so, you know, you're saying, hey, this whole group, this population is showing up seven tenths of a mile down the road. They're, they're right there in your backyard. And just uh, what's the church going to do? What's it going to look? Yeah. So yeah. super cool, man. I will be praying, dude. Very cool. Hey, uh, we, we've uh, started this conversation uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, we are, we're talking about um, advice we would give to uh, new pastors or struggling pastors. You know, this is the Struggling Pastors podcast. And um, uh, the genesis of this was I was, I was um, trying to write an article. And, you know, I do some coaching and I coach pastors. I, I do some other things and uh, work with different organizations. And I was just I just wanted to uh, jot down some of the most common or reoccurring advice that I, I give to pastors. And I kind of boiled it down to seven uh, advice that I, I give to struggling pastors. So that's kind of where, where we've been. We talked about the first uh, uh, two pieces of advice and, and we're going to uh, take it um, one one piece of advice at a time. So to talk about it per episode. So let me give you, let me catch you up here, uh, Israel. Um, so let me read the seven pieces of advice I would give to a struggling pastor or a new pastor. Um, right. Number one, I'll, I'll just read them off. And I, uh, we did the first two. We're on number three today. But let me read them all off and uh, we'll get to our topic for today. Um, number one, uh, be patient and play the long game. Number two, find friends in ministry. Number three, get to know yourself better. Four, invest in your family. Five, combat ministry idolatry. Six, make disciples personally. And lastly, number seven, be ready for spiritual warfare. So we talked about uh, playing the long game and just being patient. We talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, last episode, we talked about the importance of finding friends in ministry with other pastors. And then uh, so uh, this episode, I want to talk to you, uh, um, get your thoughts on advice number three, which is to get to know yourself better. And what I was thinking about this when I, when I wrote it down is that the idea of um, – kind of emotional intelligence and getting to know yourself better, um, getting to know your, your, you know, what you're good at, what you're not, your strengths and weaknesses, kind of, uh, where, where you, mm-hmm. you know, where you, uh, fit. Um, uh, I found that a lot of, uh, pastors, uh, one of the reasons why they, they struggle is that they are not really, um, self-aware about, you know, what they're good at, what they're not good at. But also um, a lot of pastors have a lot of blind spots. So uh, let's talk about this, uh, the idea of uh, understanding mm-hmm. yourself or getting to your know yourself a little bit better. 
what, what, what's your first reaction when well, uh, I bring up that topic? Um, you know, my, my first reaction would be just a question of, hey, why do you find that to be true that pastors in particular, uh, I mean, compared to other people, other vocations, where they in particular maybe struggle with that? Uh yeah. yeah, for well, you. Well, the the reason then, I yeah. mean the the question why is always the most difficult question to answer because you know every person's different and we don't actually know like there might there's probably not one reason why, but uh, let me give let me uh, give you my best guess. You know you know how uh, they talk about um, you know in the. Uh, the guy, the, the plumber or, you know, the guy who is a plumber, like his, his mm-hmm. house is the one with the leaky pipes, right? Or the building contractor, he's the one with the mm-hmm. unfinished room. And, you know, his wife is like, hey, why you you, you do this yeah. all day? Why don't you go and fix our house? And he's like, well, and he doesn't want to get to work. it. He's like, <laughs> he's like I don't yeah, want to get to it. And I, and I and I think that's partially uh, the issue is that we're, we're uh, meeting with a lot of people and we have to play this role of, of, you know, spiritual mentor and, and authority figure and supposed to, you know, kind of a self-help guy, you know, um, big brother and all these different roles, counselor, um, you know, um, guy, you know, guide and, and, and mentor and all these different roles that uh, we, we, we play this role, but it, we don't know how to, uh, we know how to shepherd others, but we don't know how to shepherd ourselves. And a lot of us, we have a, um, a lot of blind spots, you know, we, so like, for example, um, um, a lot of pastors, you know, we, we struggle with like, we study the scriptures to learn lessons so that we can teach it to others, but we don't actually, um, a lot of times, a lot of pastors don't actually let the word of God, uh, sink into their own soul. You know, we don't mm-hmm. like, we do devotions and, you know, a lot of times, a lot of pastors, they say they struggle with this doing devotions that isn't tied to teaching a Bible study or a sermon. And so that's one of the things like we're, 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 um, we're kind of digesting it for others and not receiving it ourselves. So, you know, having to be the expert all the time, we don't realize that um, the, like we're also preaching to ourselves. Um, I I think that's one of the reasons, but, but um, maybe, maybe another one is that, you know, uh, one of the reasons why, like, for example, I, I uh, make another analogy. I have a lot of friends who are in the, you know, personal growth space um, who are, are or uh, therapists or counselors. And if you ask them, like, you know, you ask them, like, why did you get into therapy? Why did you get into counseling? They would say, well, man, I'm, you know, I have this. Uh, is interest me because I have this past that I'm trying to dig out my own issues and they're trying to figure out themselves. And mm-hmm. the, the idea, yeah. I think I, a pastor is like, we're, we're um, a lot of us are, you know, we get into ministry because um, we're, we try to help. We, we, you know, we're looking for something for ourselves too. Um, but, but the job, um, requires that we focus on others and, and not ourselves. So I don't know. Uh, just a couple of thoughts that, that come to my come to my mind. Yeah, about yeah, why yeah. we struggle. Yeah, does that resonate with with you, or you see? The oh, truth sure. In that or or um, you can say yeah. I'm wrong. You can argue with me. Yeah, yeah. No, don't tell me what to do. No. Um. So I <laughs> no, no. That totally does. I mean, I think of uh, just the time that goes into others and the um the danger that comes with handling the word of god and diving into it deeply and it becoming your job and not something that is uh impacting and changing 
your own heart. I mean, I think it's it's a real thing. I think it's it's a real thing that we need to be aware of. I I mean, I I'm reminded of the religious people in Jesus' day who knew Bible and knew commentary, and yet their hearts were far from Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that danger is is there. I mean, and I. I like that. I like that analogy of the plumber or the, you know, like whatever the, maybe the, um, the car repair person, auto, you know, they're, they got the worst car. I guess that's not always the case. Sometimes they have really nice cars, but yeah, they just don't get around to those things. Like the tile setter doesn't do their kitchen and so forth. But no, man, I, I that, that does make sense. Um, although I, I also think, man, you know, like we're, we're not, it's not our job to play a role i mean i I realize that that's not completely what you mean like like we're we could fall into the danger i think of playing a role instead of man the outpouring and the impact that that god is having on us and his word is having on us where it's just an overflow you know it's an overflow of what's happening i mean that and uh man if that's happening it's you know i think it's it's real and it's man it's dangerous it's dangerous Um, um, so, so you're, you're about 20 years into ministry now, and you know, this current assignment is, you know, a newer church You're a few years into that, but, uh, you, you know, you've been in ministry for a little while now. Um, like think back, like, uh, like when, when did you start figuring out who you were, you know, what you were good at, um, you know, what you're not good at and kind of accepting you know, accepting yourself and, and learning to to be comfortable, you know, with yourself, uh, learning to accept yourself and, and being like, you know what, I'm not, you know, I'm not the best at that. It's okay. You know, I, I don't have to try to be all things to all people. And, and you know, maybe that's a, another reason why pastors don't understand, you know, uh, you know, don't really know themselves because sometimes, especially if you're in a small church, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the the job or a lot of the people they they have these expectations that that you're 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 great at everything or you need to be good at everything, you know, because it's your job to mm-hmm. to preach, to lead, to to disciple, to counsel, to you know, um, make the you know make the budget fit and to be an administrator. You know, your job yeah. is to do everything. Like you lead worship at your church every now and then, you know. Not only that, you need to counsel yeah. the, the little kids and, and hey, you got teenagers. You, you need to be an expert in parenting. And, hey, uh, you know, you, you need to be an expert in evangelism and apologize. And it's like, like well, you know, um, I'm just not good at half those things, You're, you know. But, but yeah. sometimes the people, um, you know, force you. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's part of it. But uh, yeah. yeah, think think yeah. think back about about your journey, about when when you started getting to know yourself, and um, you know what, like what you're good at and what you're not good at. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll bounce around, but um, and just in terms as it relates to ministry, is that kind of what you're you're thinking, or just well, well I no, mean, I, I, I obviously, too, but... I mean, sure, sure, you know. I mean, there's certain things that I've stepped into, um, whether it was ministry or athletics, and it was it was out of enjoyment, but it was also out of, oh wow, you know, like you know, you see some success in it, um, and you're, and then you just kind of keep going down that road and and learning, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying I've done this perfectly at all, and I'm not saying I'm an expert at all, but I'm just saying like something that has helped me 
is I, I kind of, I stepped into, um, um, coaching and I, and I really learned a lot from athletics in particular. So it, in my case, I had, not everyone has a really good coach, but when I was doing athletics, I had some really good coaches along the way and they, they have sharp critique and, um, in, you know, encouragement. Um, um, and I mean, that had an impact on me. I mean, I, you know, I was, and it, it taught me to, to be a learner and, and to, to man, except this person is probably right. Um, and I mean, that, that helped shape me, um, uh, with some things, you know, I mean, I, man, I love to learn, I think probably in part because of, because of the impact that others have had on me. I think of like, yeah, coaches in particular. And I mean, this was a common grace thing. I mean, the one I'm thinking of wasn't even, you know, my high school wrestling coach. He wasn't even, uh, he wasn't a Christian, but he, he knew how to, how to, how to teach and work and lead. And man, I saw how he did that. And, uh, and it was helpful, you know? And so I had to learn, look, everyone loses people, you know, you win and you have to, and then everyone has critique. Well, hey, you're not doing this right. Let, we got to show you how to do this. And here's how you handle your nutrition. Here's you know how you handle your cardio. Here's how you handle yourself when you know as an adult you're going. What I mean, all that had an impact. But I I also think I'm going to give like secular uh, versions before I even address like the Christian piece. But I think uh, for me, one of the major uh, I had a I had a boss in between ministry for about two and a half years. The name is Mark Moore. That dude taught me a lot about myself because he would critique everything I said to people and how I interacted with people. It was it was retail sales, and you know there was a model that you had to do, and there was there was product knowledge and expertise that you had to you, you had to be fit. You had to grow in your fitness. You had to grow in your understanding of the product. You had to you know manage a store and clean it, and and uh, you had to do math. You had to do everything. It was a store, you know, and, and the you just you, there would not be a day that you did not get input and learn how, what a failure you were in certain areas. So you just you had to grow in every area. Um, and again, I'm not saying I was perfect, but man, that that helped me learn some things about me. He, you know, he would just say things. Hey, did you know you always say this? Like, wow, I I, I didn't know that I always say it. Hey, did you know that you you kind of always do this when you interact with people, or hey, you, you know, you, did you know you're kind of pushy when it gets like this? I'm like, wow. I mean, and because that's that was like, I mean, I'm giving this as an example. I mean, I'm just saying like like that was for me that was really helpful in learning some things about myself and how I interacted with others that um, that I didn't get. Um, I wasn't being discipled in by other Christians. It was someone outside the church was like, who was just addressing just kind of um, awareness of the environment around me and how I interacted and spoke with people, you know, because at the end of the, at the end of the day, the motive for them is the dollar now. Um, but for Christians, it's, it's totally different. That's like, that's not our motive. You know, it's our, our motive is to know Christ and to grow in him and to, to walk with him and to be discipled by him and one another. But but for him, the you know, for them, were at least that setting, the motive was, you know, you've got to sell product, and your lack of awareness or these things that you do wrong inhibit that. Now, and and that just even though their motives were different and wrong, it still pointed out like the weaknesses in me. And man, I'll tell you what, that that has stayed with me. Um, so, 
that yeah, was ha- not having easy. someone um yeah having someone uh kind of show you like hey that you're you're not to point out your weaknesses right and probably that's one of the reasons why you're not in in sales today you're like man i i i am not that good at that right well actually i was no well um i i was actually i became at one point i was top three in the company i did really good i did really i made i made good money but um they were just overly critical and it was helpful like, but ultimately I didn't want to be in that. I, man, my heart was, yeah. Was but you realize that wasn't ministry. fulfilling. That wasn't you. That wasn't. No, something it wasn't like the driver mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't there. No um, way. Like, it was um, not, it was soul killing quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. There, the, the reason why I, um, I, I put this as kind of uh, one of the advice I give the pastors is that a lot of people, um, especially in, in ministry, I, I, um, they're, kind of in the wrong spot um uh for their giftedness or their or their you know uh, personality and there i don't know what it is about about ministry you know there's this idea that that okay there's um there's one job you know uh like hey to be the 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 senior pastor or or the main teacher that's the mm-hmm. that's the role that you that everyone wants you know in ministry like that's you know and, and yeah. sometimes yeah. um to to get to know yourself like um that might not be the best uh role for for you um you know some people are just in the wrong spot like like you know i, I hear exactly. example or advice um like you know in, in an organization like only do what what only you can do um, and, you know, just find out what you're good at, find out your sweet spot and, and try to spend most of your time in that sweet spot. And, um, like, for example, uh, um, you know, my wife's a, a school teacher and sometimes you, you meet these people, um, um, or, or maybe you can even see them in, in a church setting. Like you have a really great Sunday school teacher, Right. They're great with the kids. And then um, because they're great with the kids, well, what do you do? They, they get promoted to being, uh, you know, Sunday school administrator or, you know, Christian ed director. And which is an ad, it's a it's a promotion. You're in charge of more stuff, but it is a total different role. It's an admin role. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and no, so like at, you yeah. take you take you take the best teachers who are uh, as a very specific skill set who are great with kids and then you give them a promotion and then they, they become terrible administrators because, and then, so then everyone suffers because the, the administration doesn't go well. And then you took out a, you, you know, the kids are missing a great teacher. And in, in yeah. the same way, I, I think um, that's, that's kind of similar to a, what I, I think a lot of pastors enter into. Like um, they, they, uh, they think that they need to be good at everything or, or, um, Hey, my, I want to get promoted. I want to do this. I want to, um, you know, do this role. But sometimes you got to realize that you're not great at every role. And, um, you know, you got to understand yourself. Like there's, there's huge areas, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I, I used to struggle cause I'm, one of the things I'm terrible at is I'm terrible at, at, administration. Um, and I used to struggle with that. And until I, I just admitted I'm terrible at this and therefore I need to not do this and get other people I trust in there, you know, and it's kind of a self-awareness thing. So, Mm -hmm. 
yeah. you know that that's that's Man, that's what yeah. i'm after yeah that's that's where yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that's what i mean yeah. Yeah. No, man. No, no, that's really good. I, I think it's, well, that's a huge thing, dude. Yeah. Being in the wrong spot. It's such a, uh, you're exactly right. That, that comes up all the time. I think of someone, you know, that's just a great example. I think of someone, you know, they're this great teacher and then you think, oh gosh, get the higher paycheck to be an admin and they're terrible at it. You know, it's, you know, the group suffers, they suffer, <laughs> maybe they get fired, you know? Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I see what you're going. Yeah. Where you're going I mean, so some, some pastors who are struggling, um, uh, maybe they're at a small church or the, you know, um, they're a solo pastor. And, uh, one of the, one of the reasons is, is, you know, a self-awareness issue that, that maybe they need to be in a different role. You know, maybe they need to be in a multi-staff role, you know, being, being a great, um, being a sure. great associate pastor, you know, instead of, uh, you know, being a person like some people, um, they are a great, they're great teachers, great Bible preachers, but they could only give one or two good sermons a month. Right. So they're, they're not, um, uh, and if they, if they were forced to preach every single week, um, they're gonna, they're gonna suffer. Right. They're going to they're not going to be in that sweet spot. Um, and just yeah. to get to know yourself, like what you know, what 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 your limitations are uh, and uh, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what your gifts are. Um, but uh, but also um, being comfortable with with like like to say that um, like you got to know what your strengths are, but you also have to know what your weaknesses are like. One of the things I, I know for myself, a huge weakness is um, I'm I'm not I'm not good I'm not great at at counseling people at at shepherding, you know the um, kind of the pastoral care. Uh, I, I'm not. That's one area that I know that I am really weak in, and I try to you know try to grow in my weaknesses. But also, um, but even if I work hard on growing my weaknesses, like you know if I start off at a at a negative ten. You know, I could work really hard to grow it to a one, you know, plus one plus two, but yeah. it's never going to be a strength. It's never going to be a positive 10, you know, in that area. Sure. I, I, I'll grow to be proficient. And that's where I need to um, lean on a team. And yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I, I think um, a lot of the frustrations that I hear pastors um, encounter is that they, they just they don't really have a good sense of what they're good at what they're not, what, what is a good fit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, another way, another way, uh, that yeah. I've seen that this comes through is, uh, a, maybe a cultural fit, um, uh, maybe a cultural fit for the community. You know, there's a lot yeah. of guys like we're in the church planning world, man, there's a lot of guys from the, the, from the South, from Texas, from, from Oklahoma. Um, you know, they planted big churches over there. They were, you know, youth pastor, they did real well. And they were like, Hey, I'm going to move to Hollywood. I'm move to LA to plant a church and we're going to take over the world. And yeah. to realize that, get killed. uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's different it is so different to realize that that maybe you're not a great cultural fit for for this and it's not it's not your fault you know um yeah. um and, and not just this uh cultural fit for yeah. the city but also a cultural fit for the for the congregation that you're trying to lead because every every congregation has its yeah. own little culture dude it totally man this, yeah 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 it does 
Uh, yeah, you know, and I guess, and there's a certain level of like I, I just thinking of a guy coming in to, uh, you know, to be hired as a senior pastor somewhere. I mean, on a certain level where they got to figure it out, they got to figure out that culture, and it's probably going to take some time. But I mean, I mean, it would be re- it's hard and challenging for someone who really knows that community well. Um, it'd be hard for them, let alone someone coming more culturally removed. So yeah, because I, I mean, I think, you know. Um, you know, guys, man, they get trained up and they go to seminary or whatever, and they they feel like, dude, I I want, I'm ready, I'm trained, I want I want to be uh, a pastor. Like this is what I've trained to do. This was my my calling, you know. And and maybe some people have affirmed that, and they've got some gifts. Um, but but yeah, it's just that's just going to be super super hard. Um, yeah. One of one of the other things um, that um, just getting to know your leadership style, you know, if if you are what type of a leader you are, you know, there's all these tests that you can take, you know, like uh, strength finders or, or uh, you know, those type of tests. And to, like, are you a team person or you're a process person or, you know, are like like what type of people do you need around you to, to understand, you know, what what is your leadership style? But also understanding your personality type, you know, there. Um, uh, did you take the Myers Briggs test? You know what your Myers Briggs is? Yeah, it's something like ENF. Uh, not J. ENF J. ENFP. ENF. It's P or J. P. It's P. It's P. Um, I feel sorry for you because that's that's what I am too. Feel sorry for your wife. Um, you know what? Well, we are the my wife and I are the polar opposites on that particular personality yep. test you probably you probably knew that from meeting her like okay yeah like, i mean her. yeah my wife too yeah so i mean that's yeah. that's why we're friends because we, we we could relate on different levels but like like this one of the things that i learned okay uh, about myself um uh i even though i'm a um, i'm an e which is extrovert uh in my older age i i realized that there um there is a lot of introvert uh, in me and that my most creative moments and my most uh, my, when I do my best work is when I learn to tap into that introvert energy. Now, now, it you know, it drains me. Right. But but I do my best work um, when I'm just in my head. Um, I'm most creative that way. You know, um, I have more fun when I'm around other people and, and things like that. But but um, I learned that to tap into my introverted side and, you know, like just learning more about you, like what, like when, when, when are you most effective? You know, what gets you down? What discourages you? Um, you know, what, um, what rewards and affirmations are, are you looking for? You know, cause you know, what wounds are you trying to heal? Uh, in, in this, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of pastors, one of the things that you, you we don't realize about ourselves is um, we're trying to heal our own wounds through the ministry. You know, we got into ministry because, you know, we 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 want to make a difference. But 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 there's also woundedness that we're looking our own woundedness that we're looking to heal. Um, and we, we think that just being a pastor or doing ministry, doing something good will actually help, help uh, heal some of our own wounds. And just recognizing that, that, you know, we, we all have wounds that we're trying, we're trying to heal. Right. So get to know th- those are kind of your inner motivations. Um, yeah. I, I actually have an acronym. I, um, I, I, I have this, uh, this uh, online community as a cohort 
It's called the Intentional Life Blueprint. I'm taking some people through it. They're not pastors or anything, but um, it's a life coaching thing. But uh, I I I, um, I teach this thing. It's called warts that you gotta know and love yourself, warts and all, warts and all, right? Um, uh, uh, w stands for wounds. W stands for wounds. Uh, A stands for affirmations. Like 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 um, um, what affirmations are you looking for? R stands for rewards. Like what, what, what is rewarding to you? Uh, T stands for triggers. Like what triggers you into a negative space? And then S, uh, what, uh, what are the stories that you tell yourself? You know, like what are those reoccurring uh, tapes, those messages that, that you repeat, those stories that you tell yourself? And these are, these are um, ways that you need to understand yourself. Like the, your inner motivations, it comes from your wounds, your affirmations, your rewards, your triggers and the stories that you tell, you know, so, so, um, and I, I find that a lot of pastors are very unaware that they have underlying wounds or they have unmet, uh, uh, uh rewards, you know, um, that they're trying to, they're trying to meet. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, that's a little resource that, mm-hmm. that I, I created in my, Thank in my, um, coaching. Cool. Oh, what, what, what do you think about, um, the idea of pastors needing to get to know themselves on a deeper level, you know, knowing their in internal motivations and, and uh, because um, what, where I think I, I see a lot of pastors get into trouble is hey, look, I'll, I'll just say, they're, this. I'll they're, just say this, like, yeah, it's, I would say it's extremely important. Well, I mean, because it can, I think it could shipwreck, I mean, I would have concerns for someone being in pastoral ministry if they're not like aware on some level, I mean, uh, of some of those inner motives and weaknesses and um, it, in, because it, it would, could just shipwreck a, a church. I mean, they're not going to even know what type of arrows, I'll put it that way, just to make kind of a scripture biblical analogy, what kind of flaming arrows could come their way for one. So for me, I would just have a lot of concerns. Uh, and I realize there's different levels of, of awareness, of self-awareness for people. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I'd be a big concern for me if they didn't have some some depth of that, you know, uh, for, for their soul, but also for the church, I think. Because they're just going to, you know, they're just going to, all their impatience, they're going to have blow-ups, and they're going to be frustrated in, with ways with people where they, they, they shouldn't be, you know. I think it would impact their patience or lack of patience when um i mean i think of the role for the elder just being hospitable i think connected to that and that kind of patience it and the ability to kind of father people it's really dependent on having maturity you know um uh, maturity enough to kind of be able to deal with their own sin so hey i I interrupted you but I, i mean your first question was like yeah what do i man i think it's super important and I think uh, a lack of awareness, I think there should probably be a season of maybe growing in that um, or else, man, flaming darts going to come and just and just obliterate you, you know. So, I mean, that's 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 my that's my thought on yeah. it initially. Yeah, I, I we, we all know of some, you know, some horror stories of pastors that that, um, you know, were just really unhealthy and they. They, they, they didn't see the warning signs, you know, they didn't see the, the red light indicator on their, on their dashboard. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just self-awareness, you know, sometimes, um, 
you know, uh, it could be busyness, right? And that's one of the reasons like, I can't stop and to figure out what's going on in my heart because I have so much to do. And, and, you know, sometimes pastors, they just really crash because they, they don't know, um, they don't have a good sense of, of, uh, you know, their, their own boundaries, um, their own soul, their own heart. So uh, a lot of different levels. So, well, what, what yeah. would you, what advice would you give? Like, uh, so for a person, um, uh, you know, for a person who, who, you know, has blind spots, uh, what, what, what advice would you give them, uh, you know, to, so that they can yeah. come to a better understanding of who they are? Well, you know, I, I think, um, man, man, for me, I think one of the, <laughs> I want to say, well, get married and that will really, st- I mean, that maybe that would be a really big problem. I think marriage <laughs> man, will reveal your blind stop spots big time. Step number one. I'm not saying that's a reason to marry. I'm just saying that one of the great blessings of marriage is that, um, man, your, your, your sanctification will um, it will become more and more clear where your blind spots are as you interact with someone else and walk through life. And then when you want to add to that, just have kids. If you want to see uh, where more of your blind spots are and and how you raise and guide or lack of, I mean, my goodness, it'll 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 bring more of the blind spots out. Um, so I mean, I would just say, <laughs> listen to your wife listen to what she is seeing and uh as a step one to see where some of those blind spots are i think a lot of times you know like men will will struggle with um with listening to their their wife depending on their view of complementarianism they um and and when they can be really pointing out some some lack some blind spot that needs to be uh sharpened so what about you, man? What would you, what would you say? What would be like the beginning stages? Uh, my wife and I went to a, a two year kind of soul care, soul care, uh, Institute, uh, you know, with a bunch of other pastors and wives, there was like, a, I don't know, a dozen or so couples that we went in a two year, um, cohort together. And that really opened my eyes to, to, you know, a lot of things that, that I didn't realize were, were there. And I'm a pretty self-aware person, but when you start thinking about, you know, some, some deeper stuff, um, to realize that, yeah, um, there's the, you know, it, it you need someone who, who knows how to navigate the, the soul issues, the deeper soul issues, you know? So I would encourage getting a coach or, or seeing a counselor, um, if, if you feel kind of, um, not self-aware. Um, but the other thing is, is hey, how about have, this? Even if you, if you, if you think you are self-aware or maybe you might be, it's worth, it's worth the, dis- the discussion. It's worth, uh, some counseling. You know what? Even if you don't, even if you, even if you are, you know, quote, self-aware, you know, I would say if you're going into ministry, I think it's really worthwhile to get, uh, to connect with a coach or a counselor that can kind of help walk you through that because um, uh, it's just only going to benefit you. It's going to, it's going to help you. Um, yeah. It'll unlock some things that you just maybe weren't seeing before, even if you really are a self-aware person. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Well, that, that goes with uh, what we talked about last time about finding friends in ministry, you know, um, all, you know, also just having people who've been there. I mean, uh, having older pastors um, mentor you, they've, they've been through it. They, they've um, and just giving other people permission to, to um, call you out, you know, on your on your blind spots. Um, yeah. So I think those are a couple of things. So, hey, good conversation. Um, so that's a, a piece of advice. That's uh, number three. Um, struggling pastors, uh, advice for struggling pastors is is get to know yourself better, trying to figure out those uh, blind spots. Um, love to hear what you uh, thought about this topic. Um, if you would go on to our website, uh, strugglingpastors.com, leave a comment on, on the episode page. Uh, we would just love love to hear what you thought, and uh, if you agree with us that that this is a uh, good advice to follow. And uh, until next time, hey, uh, thanks, Israel. I appreciate the, the conversation. All right, man. Later, Tian.